Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Freedom for Religious Expression takes a giant leap forward. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, after major victories at the U.S. Supreme Court last year that led to the overturning of the so-called Lemon Test, the freedom for public expressions of faith has now taken a giant leap forward. The Lemon Test was something that goes back to a 1971 decision, 51 years. It has 7,073 references in court opinions, administrative law decisions, or other legal writings as cited by the Thomas Reuters Westlaw since 1971. So this was a heavily cited case. And, you know, it's interesting because I remember Ju Justice Scalia would say this is like the ghoul that they take out of the closet when they need it and would put it back in, but yet it's had all these sightings over the years. Yeah, and despite the fact that justices criticized it and they said it ought to be overturned, mm. it was not overturned until 2022. It began with our case May the 2nd with a 9-0 victory, Shirtliff versus City of Boston, the Christian flag case, and ended with the case June 27. That is the Kennedy versus Bremerton School District case where Coach Kennedy was told he could not pray on the field. He could say or think silent thoughts. That would be secular. But God forbid, don't think anything religious because that would violate the lemon test. That's what the school district said and the Supreme Court finally buried the lemon test on June 27, 2022. You know, it's interesting, and just backspacing a little bit, this whole lemon test, it was in 1971, like you said, the high court ruled in the case that a Rhode Island law that supplemented salaries of some parochial school teachers was unconstitutional. So then you take that, and then now it's been used to censor religious speech, songs, Christmas cards, displays, nativities, you name it, all because of that one case regarding school teachers. It was a judge-made test regarding the First Amendment Establishment Clause, or the establishment of religion. The First Amendment says that government shall not establish religion. So this was a judge-made test. It had a three parts to it. The first part was that whatever the religious speech or display or symbol was, it had to have a secular purpose. Then Justice Sandra Day O'Connor modified it, and she created what's called the Reasonable Observer Test. A reasonable observer would be somebody who looks at the display or the speech and as a reasonable person, in her view, would determine whether or not it endorsed religion. So that was a very malleable kind of test, and it was really up to the judge to make subjective determinations. So for every yay, you could have a nay. For every court case that said, yeah, this is constitutional, it passes the lemon test, you could have another judge saying, no, this is unconstitutional. It fails the lemon test. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I remember when we filed our amicus brief in the graduation prayer case back in the early 90s. Our amicus brief went through that constant contrast of yes and no, yay and nay, on the same issue. 
different courts coming to different conclusions because of lemon. So lemon was used in our Christian flag case to say, well, no, the city can't allow you to have a Christian flag, even though the flag's okay. You just have to change the designation of it on the application, call it something else besides Christian, and you're okay. Call it Christian, and you're not. And in the school case, oh, you can kneel down and you can think secular thoughts, but don't think religious thoughts, because if you do, we're the government, and we have to censor you because of the lemon test. You know, it's really interesting to me, too, Matt. These government officials and some of these judges are so afraid of religion that they make these decisions. Yeah, they make They're these— They're really afraid. And, you know, it, it is all really because of cutting themselves loose from the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And then they come up with this judge-made test that everybody has to follow. And that test oftentimes leads to a very negative, secularized result. So the lemon test has been used to challenge nativity scenes, Ten Commandments, city seals that have, for example, one of the quadrants of the shield may be a cross because of the emphasis or information regarding that particular community. It's been used to challenge in God we trust, the national motto, the Pledge of Allegiance, One Nation Under God. It's been used to challenge churches that want to mm -hmm. rent school facilities on an equal basis as any other entity that rents it for secular reasons. It's been used to challenge community rooms and libraries where everyone can use it for whatever, but if you want to have a Bible study, no. Some have been told. It's been used to challenge and stop Christian Bible clubs after school, even though other clubs are able to meet on campus. At Christmas time, these nativity scenes and other Christian symbols on government property, it's been used in there. I remember some years ago, now this case actually went the right way, finally, but in the lower court, it was a case out of Pennsylvania, and on the side of the building, the courthouse, etched in stone, etched into the actual building, were uh, the Ten Commandments, mm. uh, a partial, you know, um, sentences of the Ten Commandments. And the federal judge, using the lemon test, said, oh, that violates the lemon test. And so they literally covered it up. I have a photograph of it. They put a covering over the top of it while the litigation continued. Fortunately, the Court of Appeals overturned it. But there's others that had to be taken down, and there's some that survived. Uh, there, it was a mess. So now that the lemon test is gone, and this is, I think, something, Holly, that a lot of people have missed. Mm -hmm. 2022 was a watershed year. It was amazing. Obviously, we know about what happened with the overturning of Roe versus Wade and right. Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the abortion decision. The school choice case school that choice happened in Macon. But between these two cases, May mm -hmm. the 2nd, June 27, Christian Flag, Coach Kennedy, overturning the lemon test because the city in the Boston case relied on the lemon test. The justices rejected that. The school in Kennedy relied on the lemon test. The judges, justices rejected it and finally overturned it. That means 7,073 citations are no longer relevant. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when they actually filed the opinion 
uh, for this case, they didn't, I don't believe they brought up the lemon test, but we brought it up in our amicus brief that it should be overturned. That, yeah, we did bring it up in the amicus And then the two justices, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, said this thing needs to be buried once and for all. And in fact, Gorsuch actually asked me when I was doing the oral argument on January 18, 2022 in our case, isn't it the lemon test that's caused the problem, mm. why this case is even here? And I said, absolutely, that's exactly right. Bingo. So now that the lemon test is gone, here's some examples of the change of the landscape. And this is what I think we want to have people yeah. understand. This applies to everybody. Some examples are that government shall not discriminate against religious viewpoints, whether expressed in speech, symbols, displays, or performances. Now, that includes the speech of the Christian flag, the speech of Coach mm -hmm. Kennedy, the after-school clubs, the nativity scenes. Reading Christian books in public libraries, having Bible studies on public property, all that. All that and so much more. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were, there were government grave sites that had tombstones with the Star of David, or they might have had an angel. And those were challenged under Lemon. In God We Trust was challenged under Lemon. All of that's gone. Public schools must permit after-school religious clubs the same access they allow similar secular clubs. Now, the law has already been established on that, but it's like really nailed down now because the governments can't pull out, as Scalia said, this like ghoul cool. in a late-night horror story that they pull out to frighten school board attorneys. Right. And that churches can rent public school facilities for worship services. You know, we've had situations where, and we've had to litigate this, people were allowed to rent the public school facilities for whatever, but churches were not allowed to rent the same facilities because what they were doing in their assembly is having Christian worship. Since the lemon test is now dead and the Establishment Clause, according to the Supreme Court, must be interpreted according to its historical intent, all of the cases that relied on the lemon test are no longer good law, including cases that struck down prayer. Mm -hmm. and that would be prayer in school as well. Ten Commandments, nativity scenes, or other religious symbols, religious performances, religious speech and expression, rental of public facilities for church services when other secular use is permitted, student aid programs, and much, much more. It's a new day. It is a new day. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash flag. That's lc.org forward slash flag. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved.